the family today, especially kids, yeah. is under attack. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Uh, there's cultural changes going on at like warp speed. That's right. And at the same time, Christians are leaving themselves vulnerable to attack. And in a moment, we're going to find out some specific ways to safeguard our homes. But you are traveling constantly and mm -hmm. speaking around the country. Yeah. You see what's going on. What What's happening in America? Yeah, there's, there's a definite targeting of our children, and I think this is strategic. It's actually a spiritual attack. Uh, the battle's not against flesh and blood, it's against strongholds and principalities, and our young people are you know, literally in a crisis of identity and who they are, uh, this whole gender confusion narrative that's now out there. We're watching, you know, I had George Barna, I was speaking to him recently, and the statistics are just uh, off the charts. From even 10 years ago, uh, those kids that are having the identity crisis and trying to figure out who they are, and this is because of some of the curriculums and the schools. Uh, so there, there's dark forces behind this, uh, and we know it's a spiritual battle. But you know, the the parents didn't really know a lot of the curriculum, and then all of a sudden the pandemic happened, and a lot of these parents were you know, home and it's kind of listening in to some of these Zoom calls and we're just outraged. A lot of Christian parents were outraged because they didn't realize what was being taught in some of these schools and the public schools and even some of the private schools. And so now, uh, you know, there's uh, there's an alarm and I think more people are waking up, uh, but they were definitely going after the children to really condition them to think differently and away from biblical principles. So it's very important that Christian parents understand what's going on right now. Now, at the same time, um, the answer, or part of the answer anyway, for all of this is the body of Messiah, the yes, church. That's right. But the church is in disarray for the most part. It, uh, the church people are you know, confused, they're discouraged, they're disillusioned. Uh, they're dealing with all kinds of issues, financial. You, you mentioned the pandemic and that kind of added to it. So what's, what's going on? You're traveling, you're seeing churches. What do you see? I really believe there's a shaking that's going on right now in the body of Christ. And I think that the Lord is allowing this because I think He wants us to wake up. And you know, for many years, I feel like the church was apathetic. We were complacent. And that's what kind of allowed this whole vacuum uh, where a very small group of people, uh, if you look from a statistic standpoint, had a very loud voice and were pushing an agenda forward. And for the most part, the church was not very active in government and politics. Uh, there were certain areas that, you know, the schools that have been infiltrated. And now, you know, we're seeing the fruit of that after many years of the church kind of staying within the four walls. So I think the Lord is allowing this time to wake us up and to understand it's high time the church gets involved, that we're the head, we're not the tail, and that we understand that the authority that we have to pull down strongholds and to really lead the culture. Because see, I think a lot of pastors and churches were worried about being relevant. And so instead of leading, they almost became more like the world where now the shifting is, no, we're not meant to be like the world. We're meant to come out from among them and be the body of Christ, be the true ecclesia, the head, not the tail, and, and lead culture. So that's, I think that shifting is happening, but it's a disruptive period, yeah. Well, let's, let's consider for just a moment, what if the church doesn't respond? Yeah, well, that's an important thing. I mean, we look at Sodom and Gomorrah and what happened there. I mean, it was destroyed, right? So, and then you look at Nineveh, though, and Nineveh repented, and I'm praying that America is a Nineveh and not a Sodom and Gomorrah, and that the church, under 
understands. We need to repent. We need to turn from our wickedness. We need to get back to purity and holiness and righteousness. You know, the Bible talks about be holy for I am holy, or a little leaven leavens the whole lump, you know. So uh, we really can't allow compromise, you know, or apathy or complacency. It's time for us to really understand who we're meant to be in Christ. And, and that means empowered. We want to be like the Church of Philadelphia, not the Church of Laodicea. Mm. Now, it's easy for the church to hear in the news what's going on and get discouraged and everything and think, well, maybe this is it. Todd, is this it? Is this the end? Is it curtains for America and for the church? Is yeah, well, that's a great question, Bob. Thank you for asking that. I get that question all around the country. And here's what the Lord's been speaking to me. You know, I, I, when this whole situation with Ukraine started, a lot of people were talking about doom and gloom. You know, we're going to go into nuclear war, all very scary things. I mean, we're coming out of this pandemic and all these different things. So there's a lot of fear. But the Lord says, what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. So when you go into the secret place, you spend time with the Lord in prayer and you inquire of the Holy Spirit and you say, Lord, is it the end? And so that's what I did. I, I asked the Lord, I said, is it the end? And, and what I heard was that scripture that says there's wars and rumors of wars, but the end is not yet. And that's what the Lord said to me. The end is not yet. I believe we're actually on the cusp of the greatest revival in the history of the world. And so uh, we're seeing it's almost like the best at times and the worst at times at the same time. But it's a great time for the church. It's our, I think it's our greatest hour. We're going to see a tremendous harvest. So the, the good news is that, uh, but the bad news is that there's a lot of crazy things going on in the world. And, and so we have to really be set apart and be spending that time in prayer. Yeah. And a lot of Christians are listening to the bad news. Yes. You, you talk about the mainstream media being the modern-day prophets of Baal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that? Well, the prophets of Baal were, were telling lies, disinformation. Uh, they were they were counterfeits, and that's a lot of what the mainstream media is doing. I mean, I think a lot of people are starting to see this. You know, it's ninety percent owned by six corporations. So, you know, when you think about these six, who are these six corporations? And you know, you see this whole wokeism and and this cancel culture that's going on in our country. Well, these are the same corporations that are running the corporate media. So, I think what's happening is is Christians are realizing, you know, what we can't really trust these people. But the problem is there's still a lot of people that do tune in all the time and that becomes their reality. And it's not reality. So we have, we have to understand the reality is the battle that we're in, which is a spiritual battle. I believe there's a spiritual battle for our country, a spiritual battle for our children. And so, you know, once we understand that the, the prophets of Baal, as I call them, the modern day, uh, you know, the media, they're not going to be telling us the truth. So we need to inquire of the Holy Spirit, you know, and that's what we're, we need to do as a church. Well, now, Todd, in, in, in addition to seeing all the problems as you've been traveling, you've been seeing some good things, That's right. too. What's, what's just maybe one victory, one positive thing that you've been seeing as you've been traveling around? Yeah, well, this is the good news, and I try to share this with others that maybe aren't out there as much as I am around the country, but we're seeing revival starting, and mm. uh, I'm seeing miracles, signs, wonders. The Lord is moving, and I've been in ministry for about 20 years, you know, and I have not seen anything like this. My, you know, my parents were in the ministry, so even as a kid, uh, but nothing like this. The lines, Bob, everywhere we go, people getting baptized. Uh, I'll tell you one story. Uh, I was in Dallas recently. We rented out a uh, fitness center that had a pool. And uh, literally the line was so long of people that were coming out getting baptized that the center said, hey, we're gonna have to close down. And so we moved it to the parking lot. Uh, but you know, this is how hungry people are. Well, Todd, we need to take a quick break. Okay. That is encouraging. And when we come back, we're gonna find out about specific ways that you can safeguard your home against attacks of the enemy. It's more important now than ever. We'll be right back in just a moment. 
Welcome back to Something More. I'm your host, Bob Duvall, here with Todd Coconado, and we're talking about 10 ways to safeguard your home from attacks of the enemy. And Todd, right before we get into that, there are times when you have been experiencing in your life, in your ministry, specific targeted attacks. Oh, yeah. And your response is you go into your war room, W-A-R right. room. What does that mean? Yeah, I've had to learn this, Bob, because, you know, it's like they say, when the Lord expands the territory, there's more warfare. <laughs> or if you're over the target, there tends to be more flack, right? So, you know, we started getting really hit with just very heavy warfare as a family. It came from multiple angles. That's what the devil likes to do is, you know, hit you from a bunch of different angles. And so, uh, you know, what I found is it's imperative that I spend time in the war room. And what I mean is we just have an extra room in the house where it's kind of like my prayer room. So it's and a specific room. It, it actually okay. is. It is. And uh, but you know, I mean, sometimes in my car, sometimes I walk yeah. next to the you know little river by our house or whatever. But it's wherever you can get alone with the Lord. Uh, but I really like that room specifically. In fact, what I've been starting to do is, you know, when my wife and daughter go to sleep, is I go into the war room. Mm -hmm. And what I love about it is, it's a time of a two-way conversation. So it's not just me going and, and and putting a bunch of prayer requests before the Lord. But I, I inquire of the Holy Spirit, and and the Holy Spirit gives me wisdom and insight. And I'll tell you, Bob, there's things that I would have never known that the Holy Spirit reveals to me. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. I would have never known that. You know, so if I didn't spend that time in prayer and inquiring of the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't have had that divine strategy. Well, Todd, let's get real, though. Let's say you've had that wonderful time with God. You come out, you have a lot of faith that he's going to take care of that situation and nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. How do you respond to that? Yeah, well, the enemy likes to use that and cause discouragement in, in the body and yeah. with the saints, you know. But what I've learned is, is that it's in God's timing and not our timing. And so we know, it's like Paul says, to live as Christ, to die as gain. You know, this life is but a vapor. We're just passing through, you know. So we want to be about the Lord's business while we're here. But ultimately, he's in control of that, right? So we can pray and we can inquire and he hears our prayers. The Bible says he responds to the prayers of the righteous, but he does it in a way that he knows best to do, which we, uh, you know, we can only see, I can, right now, I can only see to the wall. He sees all the way out. He knows how this whole thing's gonna play out and he knows the right timing and what we need to be equipped and set up for success. And so what I've learned is just to praise him through it, no matter what, don't let that discouragement take root in your heart and just keep pressing ahead. The Lord knows best, he's gonna take care of you. And he's probably never let you you down. Never. <laughs> not one time. That's the, the most amazing thing. Not one single time wow. has he let me down. Yeah. Well, Todd, let's jump right into this list of 10 things. Number one way to safeguard your home is take communion yes. with the family. Yes. I think for some people that's a radical thought because don't you have to be in church? <laughs> no, you don't. To take communion? No. In fact, you know, the Lord says, do this in remembrance of me. And I think there's something very powerful when a family gets together and takes communion and just remembers what the Lord has done for us. And it's just inviting the presence of the Lord in that household. And so, you know, it's, it's something that God says to do. And so why wouldn't we do it, right? Wow. Now, I guess you don't have to have all the, like the grape juice and a Mozza, I mean, do you just kind of yeah, use no, what we, you have on hand? Yeah, we do the whole thing, yeah, okay. like we're in a church service, you know, <laughs> but I think it's just, uh, it's consecrating ourselves before the Lord, it's remembering what He's done for us as a family and just bringing that blessing into the home. Yeah, okay, number two, anointing the home with 
with oil. Yes. Again, that's a little bit weird for some people. <laughs> why, why do you do that? Well, you know, uh, Dr. Hayford taught me this a long time ago, but you know, it's when you're in a home, that's kind of, that's where you lay your head to rest at night, you know, and there's, and there's warfare that goes on, especially if you're in ministry, or if you're, you're about the Great Commission, making disciples. And so when you anoint the home, you're just safeguarding the home. And the, you know, it's again, it's something that's done in the Word of God. Why wouldn't we do it? You know, and uh, you know, when you move into a new home, I highly encourage you to do that because you know, sometimes there's things that happen there spiritually before you were there and you want to make sure that home is consecrated and you invite the Holy Spirit to, to live and dwell there. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Now, number three, and you've already touched on this a little bit, regularly pray yes. in the home and, yes. and together as a family. Yes. So what does that look like for your family? Absolutely. It's so important. You know, you have a three-year-old daughter and she's even praying now. And, you know, we yeah. want to raise her up in the ways of the Lord. We want her to be an intercessor. We want her to be a prayer warrior because it's going to be needed, especially as she grows up in yeah. this world. And so there's just a, a camaraderie, if you will. There's a, there's a fellowship. When a family comes together, it strengthens your marriage, your relationships, and you're going before the throne together as a family. Very important. Yeah. Now, number four, um, and this makes sense too, don't allow open doors yes. of compromise. That's right. uh, what do you mean specifically by that? Well, this is a tough one because sometimes it's television shows, movies, uh, you know, somebody in the home may be looking at pornography. And some of the some of the shows or networks that might have been okay in the past yes. are getting weird. That's right. Very weird. I mean, especially like if you think of some of these like streaming, I, I won't mention names, but some of these streaming platforms, I mean, there's so much demonic content on there. And so as a, as a Christian, we should not be even watching that stuff or letting it in the home. Uh, you know, if somebody's doing something that they shouldn't be from a sexual standpoint or anything like that, you you know, we're, we're inviting that into the home and the enemy will use whatever door we've left open. So if we've left an area of sin in our life and it's repetitive sin that we're unrepentant of, the enemy's going to use that to, to allow warfare in our family. And so we want to close those doors and we want to be consecrated before the Lord and a repentant people. Yeah. So number five, spending time in the word together as a family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the Bible says faith comes from hearing, hearing from the Word. You know, when you're going through the trials of life, the tests of life, the, the different things that we're dealing with right now as a culture, we need that faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with faith, you can move a mountain. And so where do you get the faith? You get it from knowing the Word of God. And, you know, by the way, I mean, a lot of people go to church on Sunday and that's their only time in the Word. I mean, we need to be in the Word throughout the week because it's the bread of life and it's going to sustain us. And we're going to know how to get through the various challenges that we deal with. Now, the sixth one, and it's, it's kind of related, uh, which is spend time together in worship yes. as a family. Here again, I don't know if everybody realizes well, I don't have to be in church to yeah. worship. Yeah. I can worship together. Yeah. Do you all sing together as a we family? Do. Or? We do. Yeah, I'm a singer. I was a worship leader. So, you know, my daughter's a singer as well. And my wife sings a little bit too. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, I'll tell you this, Bob, look, we're being real. You know, everybody has little arguments, little tiffs once in a while, right? But here's a strategy that you can't lose. If you get into one of those tense moments or whatever, turn on some worship music, you'll be surprised how the atmosphere changes. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit starts moving on your heart. And so I love it. It's like, you know, we just turn on worship music, clean the house, mm -hmm. and it sets a whole, a whole, you know, attitude in the home. Now, Todd, we have to take another quick break right now. But when we come back, we're going to find out a few more ways to safeguard your home from attacks of the enemy. Be right back in just a moment. 
Call now and get Todd Coconato's brand new five-part audio CD teaching set, Exposing Satan's Playbook, Win Every Battle, and his special bonus card. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9821. Did you know that in sports, if a football team has the opposing team's playbook, they would be able to win every game. It is now possible to obtain possession of Satan's playbook. Satan's been doing the same thing since day one in the Garden of Eden, so he runs the same plays, but we need to know his playbook. You will receive Todd Coconato's anointed five-part audio CD teaching set, Exposing Satan's Playbook, Win Every Battle. Through Todd's brand new exclusive five-part audio CD teaching set, you will understand that there are times we as believers still fall for Satan's lies, deceptions, plans, plots, and schemes. Discover how Satan uses fear, doubt, lust, envy, jealousy, worry, and many other forms of sin to attempt to take us down. Learn how to overcome financial issues, sickness, marriage issues, prodigal children, oppression, depression, and so much more. Discover 10 ways you can safeguard your home from the attacks of the enemy. Learn how to avoid the enemy's assignments and walk in complete victory. Todd includes anointed and powerful prayers, encouragement, and words of knowledge throughout this series. You will also receive Todd Coconato's special bonus card, Exposing Satan's Playbook. Wherever you go, you can take this card with you. It exposes several of the enemy's different strategies and Todd's divine list of the strategies from heaven to walk in victory over demonic strongholds. It's your time to reverse the table and use Satan's strategy against him. Don't miss out on getting Todd Coconato's anointed five-part audio CD teaching set, Exposing Satan's Playbook, Win Every Battle, and his special bonus card. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. You can't get this anywhere else. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9821. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9821 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Something More. I'm here with Todd Coconato and we're talking about 10 ways to safeguard your home. We talked about six of them already. Uh, the seventh one is be mindful of what or who yeah. you allow into your home. Talk right. about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, that's where your family lives. That's where you lay your head at night. Uh, if you allow somebody in your home that's uh, demonized or, uh, you know, there's there's another open door, uh, especially if they're staying with you. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I have an example. I mean, I had somebody stay with me one time and I know they, they were demonized and literally you could feel it in the house. Uh, there was, a, you know, and there was all different time. My daughter started uh, misbehaving. I mean, there was all this wow. stuff that was going on manifesting from that. So we need to be cautious of who we let in our home. Yeah. Number eight, be planted in a church body or community. There's a lot of Lone Ranger yeah. Christians, a lot of Christians out there that used to go to church. Yeah. Why is this important? I think it's very important because then you get the full counsel of God. You have people that are in your life that are, you know, understanding what you're going through. They're there to stand with you, pray with you. Um, you do life together with that body and uh, you're connected to the greater body. And so I think that's important uh, because that's what the Lord desires for us. He says, do not forsake the assembly together of the brethren. And so I think that we should adhere to that if we're able. And I think the ninth one is, is closely related to that and that's accountability. Yeah, yeah. 
So talk to that. Let me just talk about this. So in the ministry, there's been things that have come up over the years and, you know, there's different challenges. And I just think that is so critical, crucial, and important when you have an elder, a mentor, somebody that you can go to and just get wise counsel and just be uh, transparent and let them know what you're going through because it's, you don't have to go through this alone in this world. That's what the body is for. Mm, okay. Number 10, operate in the fruit of the Spirit and demonstrate love to each other yes. inside the home. And, and I mean, that should be a given. Right, right. <laughs> that needs to be a priority. Yeah. So how do you all do it in, in your home? Well, that's a, it's a great question. You know, we die to our flesh daily. Um, you know, we, we you know, read the Word. We do all the things that we mentioned. You worship together, pray together. Um, but we have to remember that the love of the Father is that agape. You know, it's that amazing, powerful love that transcends and the three-strand cord isn't easily broken. So a strong marriage, you know, and, and just really having the mercy and the grace and the love of the Father instead of looking at it from our own eyes, you know, and that's where we have to really inquire of the Spirit. Lord, how do I walk this way? But, you know, as a, as a head of a household, the Father, I want to make sure that I'm the best parent, I'm the best husband, and uh, that takes a lot of work, and it takes inquiring of God. Now, a lot of the things we've talked about are sort of defensive in a way, like keeping things out of the home or, or focused within the home, but really, if we're following these steps and doing things right and tied in with God, it's going to be the center of, of how we reach out and how we affect the world. That's I mean, right. this can be a place for heaven to come down. Yes. And again, you're traveling, you're ministering constantly. Yeah. How does what's going on at home oh affect you when you go out. Well, that's the foundation of everything. I mean, if I was having an issue at home, it pours out to wherever I'm going. Um, so that's my first ministry is with the family, you know, and I have to always remember that. And, you know, there's a lot of people that invite me different places. I could be out every week, you know, all the time. But I have to make sure I'm spending the time with the family. They're my priority, you know, after the Lord. And uh, so it's very key to have that balance and uh, to make sure that we're, we're applying these, these things that we're talking about. Mm. Yeah. Now, Todd, I want you to pray for the viewer right now. Some people are discouraged. They've been listening maybe to the wrong sources or they've kind of unplugged from the church or whatever. I mean, the enemy will try to use whatever he can. Yes. And, you know, let's face it, we're, we're human. Yeah. So pray for that viewer right now. Take a couple minutes and pray yeah, for them. Absolutely. Well, if you're at home right now, no matter where you are, even if you're by yourself, just go ahead and put your hand out like this. And we're just going to pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for each and every person that's watching this right now. And Lord, for me, I know it's been so important to spend time in the secret place. We talked about the war room. As the, the news media and all the different areas, whether it's school or work, or there's stresses of life. Many people are feeling oppressed, depressed. I believe that's a spirit, Lord, and I believe you can heal that right now in Jesus' name. And so we pray that anybody watching that's dealing with those things, anxiety, depression, oppression, problems in their marriage, marriage. Lord God, in Jesus' name, I pray right now that that would be lifted, that it would be broken. You say that we have authority to trample on scorpions and devils, Lord God, and that we would not listen to the voices of doom and gloom, but we remember that you say you are with us even until the end of the age. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us, Lord God. And you told us to occupy until you come. So we're going to stand on your promise, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. And I just thank you, Lord God, that anybody that's feeling a heaviness today, that it would literally be lifted right now that their yoke is easy and their burden is light. In Jesus' name, we thank you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. Real quick, 
I, I love this story. You were in Walgreens, or you were in a Walgreens parking lot. A man <laughs> came up to you yes. to rob you. you what did. happened? Oh my goodness. You know what? I started praying in the spirit and uh, just right there and then, and, and it was like, uh, at first, you know, the enemy wanted me to be fearful. Uh, but sure. I just said, you know what? This is a split second decision. I'm going to start praying. So I literally was speaking my spiritual language. The guy was looking at me like I was nuts, but all of a sudden you could see his countenance changed. And all of a sudden there was like tears coming. I said, you know, I'm a pastor. And he said, oh my God, you know, he was just shocked. This young man who got into gangs and drugs and was literally out there drunk that day, uh, he used to play on a worship team at a church. Mm. And I said, God loves you so much. He sent me out 11 o'clock at night just to pray for you. We started praying. He was weeping. He gave his heart to the Lord. And about three or four of his friends started coming <laughs> over. They're all wondering what this preacher's doing in the parking lot. And it could have been a horrible situation. It turned into a totally redemptive situation. We're still in contact, by the way. Wow. Yeah. You know, there are awful things going on. You're hearing awful things in the media, and yes, the enemy is at work, but God has the answer, and He wants to use you. So learn how to plug in to hear His voice, safeguard your home, your kids, and grow in the knowledge of Him. You are the answer God wants to use. Join us again next time for something more.